Good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance or 104.4 FM and this is Art Then and Now with me, your host, Anna Gammons. This is the show where we explore art from the past and art from the present to understand how we as humans have expressed ourselves through time. Now, as you may be aware, the format has changed slightly and I've been asking artists to reach out and talk to me about what they've been doing during these strange times to stay sane, to stay creative and also importantly to stay connected. So today's artist in lockdown features my interviews with writer and dancer Pearl Howie who's been teaching dance as a way to uh, for us to keep expressing ourselves which I think is awesome and return guest and public artist Hannah Bennyhood who has been working on an important project to keep those struggling at the moment to stay creative and she's been channeling her creative energy into a new campaign and then I'm going to share a few of the ways that I've been staying creative in this time too uh, in the hopes that some of them may be helpful to you comforting to you or hopefully both those things my first interview as I mentioned is with author and dancer Pearl Howie and we have been chatting about how she's keeping people active during this time. Um, She's not feeling that creatively inspired in terms of writing but she wanted to make sure that others can be a bit more liberated at a time where we have sort of lost our freedoms slightly. So we do talk about mental health here too uh, which is something that is really really uh, important and we all need to be closely monitoring at the moment. So I really hope you enjoy our interview. Here is Pearl. I am here with Pearl Howie, who is a writer, dancer, teacher extraordinaire. She does many different things. Um, But it might be a good idea, Pearl, if you tell the listeners about yourself and what you do in the creative industry. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm a writer and I've been a writer for a very long time. Uh, But my full time job a couple of years ago was. dancing, teaching Zumba and other kinds of dance as well. Because I'm not near my the people who I was teaching a few years ago. But then we got permission to start teaching online dance, online Zumba classes. So the first thing I did, of course, was email, you know, or contact all the people who I had been teaching a few years ago. And it's great because so many of the people that who I was teaching are vulnerable people. So they're very restricted in terms of their movement. And of course, all their classes are closed and everything like that. So it's been great because we've been able to, you know, I've started teaching again. We're doing dance together um, and we're also getting new people in who, um, you know, doing Zumba, doing, and we do Zumba Gold, which is for over 50s. Um, And then I've also just done my Zumba Gold chair class. So that's available now for people, generally tends to be people who've got disabilities. Um, who want to do a workout, a dance workout, sitting down. Uh, so in a way, like this technology is so amazing to have been able to do all that. Um, but I know that, you know, in terms of talking about different arts, it's quite interesting because um, writing tends to be a sort of introvert's dream. <laughs> you know, we can't <laughs> our own. Yeah. And, and at the moment, I'm not feeling that. And I'm... I'm working as a sort of teacher and consultant, so I'm supporting other writers uh, where some people are being inspired by current events. Really interesting. Yeah, but it's not coming from me because I'm not feeling that inspiration at the moment. Mm. Uh, But what I am loving is how the dancing is getting me through. And I was just thinking, you know, talking about connecting and, you know, what I love about dance as an art form is that it's, it's not alone, it's you base it on the music. Totally. So before we 
even yeah so before you even dance a step you've got a companion you've got this music and somebody else's inspiration somebody else's yeah. talent yeah. that's and a nice way of looking at it i've never heard anyone describe it like that you have the dancing partner before you even start oh, yeah. that's really nice i like that and, and there's no pressure to be inspired because you, you the music's kind of telling you what's very interesting is when like with zumba we have a lot of people um creating their own choreography and what's really interesting is that sometimes you you see other people's choreography and you think well it's exactly the same as mine it's almost like there's something in the music that's already giving you the instruction yeah, the direction but i suppose you know actually i feel like that with with every kind of art form mm. actually i found that with your paintings when i looked at them and i remember i was thinking i feel like i've been there i feel like i've been there <laughs> i i enjoyed talking to you so much um but t tell me about the dance classes and tell me how yeah, um, they work i want to hear like people's reactions to them how you, how they can find you all of that information well it's been a huge learning curve for me because i've never done you know this kind of thing before mm -hmm. and and i'm so impressed with the people i'm teaching because uh, most of them are older it's the first time they've ever done anything online and so for me to say to them okay you have to go and download this program and then you have to click on this link and then and they're paying me online so it's kind of like they have to figure out that and they have to you know and it's amazing how so many people have just kind of adapted mm. and and then and we're spending a lot you know obviously we're doing that thing that everyone's doing of like oh you need to click on this link and you need to do that but they're adapting so quickly and um, I love I love the fact that we're sitting there and we've got all these people. And I remember the first time we had one where we had because you did a few tests, and then we had one with a few people. And at the end, we sort of got going, did the did the class. We got to the end, and then one lady goes, she turns around to everybody else on the the group call, and she goes, "How are you all doing?" Like this, and I'm like, "Do you know what this is? This is what it's about dance, like any other creative um, medium, is a channel for your expression, right? So." I guess that has all kinds of benefits in a climate like this. I think one, I wouldn't say mistakes, but when I first started the classes, what I did is I put together my playlist and I tried to make all that, put all the happiest songs in, mm. you know? And then as I was teaching that, I kind of remembered that it's so important as well that we allow the space for, you know, the slightly sadder songs and, you know, that I think the thing is, is that what I remember from when I was teaching Sort of live classes is that people need that sort of permission to allow the sort of the sadness or um, any kind of negative emotion but it's a safe space because they know that at the end I'm gonna do a cool down with them where we sort of you know we kind of restore a certain feeling of well-being and what I love is like you know you dance you know we can really we can feel with our entire body Mm -hmm. and express the emotion with the entire body and I think the thing was with something that's very sad we allow the expression and the release and the letting go mm -hmm. so trying to suppress any kind of emotion even if you are even if you're in the in the worst space the worst thing in the world and you express that in some kind of art form mm -hmm. um, there is a power to that you know there mm -hmm. is a, a strength in yeah. even if you're doing it to to convey a shared experience mm. there is some some kind of benefit to, i don't really understand completely but 
No, I, I think that's an amazing way to put it as well. It's, 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 it's powerful and it's liberating as well, isn't it? To, um, to kind of own the feelings because I think, well, in my experience, what people have said to me a lot is that like, um, you know, friends and things like that, they've said, God, I've, I've started to kind of feel things I didn't like. I'm anxious now and I never used to be, or, you know, I'm starting to feel kind of the highs and lows a bit more now. Um, and I think it's a really interesting thing that's happening right now where we're just confronting the full spectrum of ourselves in this kind of very internal space which is interesting. So I think that the fact that, you know, you have dance as a way to, um, as an expression of that, and, and let's not forget the endorphins as well, that you kind of the benefits that you're feeling from that emotionally and physically. Um, it is a safe space. But I think the thing is, is whenever we're dealing with any, anything that's a state, you know, uh, it's so important that we can put it down for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is if we can, you know, for me, one of the things I do is I just sit in the garden for a bit and then I start to feel a sense of well-being. It's very sort of passive, you know, but I know it's there. And I know if I get into that state where I am happy and I can just be at peace, then when all those times when I'm not feeling like that, I think, well, mm. I know that that will come again. I know that I will feel a sense of peace again. I know that I will feel joy again. Mm. And I know that whatever state I'm in isn't going to last forever. The, the transience of emotion is something that I think we 100% need to confront, embrace um, and take joy in because um, that's part of being human, isn't it really? Inescapable. <laughs> and I think the thing is, is once you start to, you know, what I love when we do a class, you know, I always feel great. I always feel better afterwards. Um, and one of the things is that we, um, we learn that it's safe, you know, it's safe to feel a negative emotion. It's safe to feel um, anxious, mm. you know, that we can allow that feeling and not necessarily try to run away from it immediately, mm. you know, and that actually sort of, we can, we can relax and say, okay, if I'm feeling sad, that's okay. Have your students, um, have you had feedback from your, from your students where they have said, you know, this has been a real kind of a mental, um, tool for them as well as a physical one i think we all just say at the end oh that feels good oh that felt good (laughs) yeah yeah well pal where can people go to find out about your classes to follow what you're up to and hopefully get involved yeah well i'm on all the social media you know apart from twitter (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i have a website as well which is pearl escapes and um so if you if you go to my blog on that there's a link for the mailing list and that's usually the best because then you get like the classes are changing at the moment the classes are changing each week um there's new software coming out there's new opportunities coming out i'm kind of just working around things with people and i'm also recording talks as well so what i've realized is all my books are about freedom so different aspects you know so it's kind of freedom from anger and fear of success and there's a lot of other spiritual principles I've written about and travel that kind of thing so I'm I'm talking about them in a different way so we've got this thing that we're calling lockdown and for a lot of people that's kind of bringing up questions about freedom um we worry so much about other people's reactions totally yeah yeah and that's freedom that we all have right now Mm. we absolutely free to 
paint or to write or to dance or you know all those things and usually those are the things that people say oh I'm gonna do one day yeah you you're know? so right and there's that you're right there's a freedom to our lack of freedom <laughs> Pearl thank you so much for talking to me about um about dance and about your what you're doing at the moment to kind of stay creative I think it's so important thank you so much for being a guest no thank you Pearl is so lovely and I hope you managed to take something from my little chat about staying active and creative, perhaps through dance, perhaps through something else, but maybe just allowing yourself to be freer than you may normally be at this time. Um, Because, you know, as I said last week, you know, try something. What have you got to lose if you're just trying something for the first time? No one's there to watch you. You don't have to put it on Instagram. The only people that are going to be watching you are your family or your partner or your dog. So frankly, I think there's no excuse for trying something a little bit new, even if you think you're going to be bad at it. Um, Pearl does many, many awesome things. So go to Pearl Escapes if you would like more information on her classes, her talks and her writing. And now it is time for my return guest, Hannah Bennyhood. Hannah is an artist and architect. And last time we spoke, it was about public art and some of the community projects that she that she was heading obviously things have changed now for Hannah during coronavirus but she has still found a way to channel her creativity in this time and I love how proactive Hannah is being as well so here is my interview with the lovely Hannah so I'm here with Hannah Bennyhood who is architect and artist we have spoken to her before on Resonance FM but she's made a triumphant return Woo, <laughs> I'm back <laughs> during during uh, our time of madness currently uh, in coronavirus crazy town. Um, so Hannah, how are you? I'm not doing too bad. I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm good. You know, can't complain, all things considered. Good, good. And because obviously... I, I guess it's kind of appropriate to talk about what you're what you were up to before coronavirus happened yeah. and then what you've been doing now to stay to stay in the game. So you have yeah. <laughs> so I am an architect and an artist. So I split my time. Um, I work two days as an architect and three days as an artist. And yeah, life's changed quite a lot. So um, my architecture work has been reduced by fifty percent. So now I work two days a week every other week. Um, and my architect and my art contracts. Um, most of them have fallen through. So the art that I do specifically is community engagement. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> very difficult to do on a lockdown. Oh yeah, about that. <laughs> and my clients were mostly local authorities. So local authorities have now moved all their teams to coronavirus, um, you know, issues, which I completely understand. Mm. So fingers crossed one day they will come up again but you know we don't know what the landscape's going to look like at the end of all this but I have one contract which I've managed to maintain yes Hannah <laughs> yes so I've got a, I've got um, a, a really great project um, going on which is engagement but it's hyper local so it's um, in Tottenham and I live in Tottenham and so we are going to be um, doing some collaboration with some local schools to try and help um, art teachers deliver the curriculum in these like super tough times. Sure. Um, so yeah, so fingers crossed, we'll still get one project um, 
going through but yeah it's pretty tough for any public artists at the moment I know, yeah I mean it kind of goes without saying like the the creative industry has been completely crushed by this whole um this whole thing I know <clears throat> most of my creative friends are just completely like completely everything has stopped um and obviously you're in that boat too doing public art which is <laughs> very frowned upon currently um yeah I mean it, it is so it is so tough for everyone I'm, I'm interested in this this project sounds awesome though with um I don't know how much you can actually talk about but are you doing that virtually how is that working in terms yeah, of so it's the project's called when we grow up and um it is a large-scale mural project um and it is all about focusing on the narrative of tottenham so tottenham is going through crazy amount of change at the moment but the um the focus is mainly on the infrastructure and the buildings that are coming so we wanted to really talk about the future of tottenham in from um in terms of the people here so look at the uh, the kids here and they're really the future of Tottenham so um we're daring kids to like dream big and think big and taking those dreams and interpreting them and painting them onto this huge building that's in Tottenham which is an existing building um so we were going to do that through a series of in-person workshops obviously that can't happen now so um I think what we're going to try and do because there seems to be a, a bit of a uh gap in uh the services of what people are able to provide at the moment so a huge amount of the curriculum and I'm sure you've seen as well loads of art projects have just gone online straight online mm -hmm. and one of the schools that are just in um, uh, my area have like 60% of kids who are on free school meals so they're like not rich kids they're poor kids lots of kids do not have the internet and lots of kids only have one laptop at home and their parents have to work. So everything's just moved straight online. And there's kind of these group of kids that are still really struggling. Yeah. So we're gonna try and um, team up with the schools and see if we can do sort of like local drop-offs with art packages. So in like real life physical art that you don't need a printer to download. You don't need those facilities to be part of it and try and do something like that. Because I live here, I can just cycle around and pick things up and drop things off, so. Oh my goodness, that gave me chills when you said that. That's so that's so true. Like, I think, God, we live in a bubble of privilege, some of us, don't we? Um, and we forget what people have access to and what people don't have access to. And right now it's all fine for us because, you know, we're speaking online yeah. and that's fine and we can still communicate, but there are people missing those essential um, kind of life things. Like, things yeah, I know, it doesn't seem labors give everyone free internet doesn't seem that crazy now like when we're suddenly in a um a global pandemic and everyone's on lockdown it's like actually people don't have access um if you're poor you don't you don't have it yeah that's an amazing project though um and is that that's starting currently now are you going to be working through that in the next so i don't know we'll see but i'm hoping you know we don't know where we'll end up and i'm hoping maybe even if it's like maybe not this year, maybe it'll happen next year, and we can we can make we can make these happen. These these big big projects that cost a lot of money and take a lot of time to sort of um, manifest. So um, hopefully it's just a um, a matter of waiting and like yeah. trying to hopefully lots of people gonna want a lot of joy when we're released oh released 
back in again. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I was just thinking, like, I've had this conversation with so many people where I've said, like, okay, it's the financial industries, the doctors, the, the you know, those really kind of core industries that keep the world running. And then it's the artists and the creatives that make it a place worth living in. Like, yeah. this is this is what we need. And, and the thing is, it just seems so sad that, um, that it's those things that have been kind of sidelined right now and... I mean, for obvious reasons, but uh, I think, I hope we're going to have an explosion of culture and and love and joy and compassion. I feel like we will, because I think people are just like, oh my gosh, like I was speaking to my dad the other day and he's like, I miss the cinema so much. You know, I think there's these bits of art and culture that go into a gallery. Like there's so many things that people are like, oh, what I would do to get that right now. So, I mean, the, 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 um, the tricky bit will be the funding, but I don't think the tricky bit will be um, the need or want for it. <laughs> what about you personally? Are you finding it tough kind of, uh, you're such a creative person, you know, you're in one place at all times. How are you kind of keeping yourself busy and sane? <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, I seem to have taken um, activism on as an isolation hobby. <laughs> tell me more yeah basically I've um, in business I think people um, they say that people um, buy why you do things not what you do Mm. and my what I try to do with all my work is lift up on people's voices that aren't usually heard and um, give people a platform so I suppose I feel like I try to take that skill set that I usually do through art and use it in um an issue for the um, coronavirus that i see as a problem and that's construction sites and the fact that they're not closing so a lot of my sort of creative energy has really quite randomly been like (laughs) moved to activism um but actually it it carries a lot of what i do in my work anyway Mm. and it's just sort of a different way to um to put some good into the world exactly exactly that yeah and 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 this is the first time I've ever done activism in terms of like not just signing a petition or going on a protest mm-hmm. and you have to be creative to get attention so <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you talk a little bit about more about um because I, I mean I know personally because I, I know you but um but what it is that you're campaigning for yeah, so we are um, campaigning for all non-essential construction sites to close. Um, lots of um, countries in Europe have closed them. Even Scotland has closed them. But um, here in um, England, Wales and Northern Ireland, the government had decided to keep them open to prop up the economy. And there are just like hundreds, thousands of people going on site every day. And it's just, it really is impossible to social distance on site. You cannot do it. You cannot sanitise it. A building site and for me this is a real um sort of blue collar white collar divide you know all us architects and all these fat cat developers are at home working from home safe and the lads on the ground are out there the working class are out there working hard and putting themselves and the family their families and then the wider community in danger so we're working really hard to try and lobby the government to get them to close so fingers crossed uh we will be able to make it happen but it's um a very difficult uh thing to achieve please let me know any way i can help i i I hope that people listening right now will, will listen as well and 
and if there's anything that they can do to uh to yeah bolster this message they can on my instagram which is hannah bennyhood studio h-a-n-n-a bennyhood b-e-n-i-h-o-u-d studio um in the um bio there is a link to a petition which you can click on and you can sign and that's one tiny thing you can do to help um and yeah any um anything that you can share i've got lots on my instagram about um the campaign um or send a link to a most of us know someone in the construction industry so you can send a link to someone and just help them inform themselves um, form each other um, about what's going and spread the message because that's what's going to take is public peer pressure on the government so um if anyone listening um feels the way we do then that would be a fantastic way to help awesome um that is i mean i couldn't have said it better myself and oh it's just such a delight to talk to you i don't know about you but i'm feeling very uh i'm missing people so much um and it's you know it's nice to reach out to people the the extroverts is it no it's (laughs) extroverts oh my god and and it's funny because i think people think oh you know you're an artist so you must love being on your own and i'm like well either i'm in the wrong job (laughs) because no that is not how i feel um yeah i i swear and when this is all over i'm just going to be going around i'm just going to hug everyone i know and just never let go i know so i am going to do some little personal passion projects as well Oh yeah, I, have, I actually have a, um, a sort of building site outside my flat. There's like, they put up scaffolding and then they disappeared, which rightly they should have done. Right. But now I have this scaffolding. So I was like, I might turn this into my own personal gallery. There's no galleries that I could afford me now. That's <laughs> a really cool idea. Are you going to put your hang work or like, how well, are you going to hang messages? So I was thinking, like just what you said, I was going, I was um, planning one that was going to say, um, "Soon I will hug your face off," and it'll be like <laughs> a dedication to all WhatsApp groups. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that uh, that is a piece of artwork I can sincerely get behind. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to just commission my own public artwork at the moment. So <laughs> it is just been a delight to talk to you. As yeah, you too, Anna. So lovely catching up. I feel like Hannah is the sort of friend that everyone would like to go on a night out with. She's so fun. <laughs> she's so lovely. Um, I really enjoyed chatting to Hannah about what she's been doing and, you know, where she's been channeling her energy. Now, I thought it might be fun to share a few things that I have been doing to stay creative and mentally well. Many of you may know that I am an artist myself. So, I mean, a obviously I've been painting a little bit I've been keeping um you know the creative juices flowing I've I've mainly been trying a lot of new things that during my regular working month I would never do because I'm always worried that I don't have enough time and if it goes wrong and I don't have enough time to kind of mess up something I need to be you know on track with the the projects I'm doing the work I'm doing the collections I'm doing so it's been kind of liberating for me to just try something new that I maybe wouldn't do experiment a little bit more with you know different mediums I usually use oil I've been trying a little bit of acrylic. I've, I used acrylic way, way back. I've even tried a little bit of watercolour. Apart from the the really kind of artsy stuff, I have been biking a lot more than normal because I normally play netball and I really, really miss the communal uh, team sport. Um, and I miss my friends at netball too. I miss all of that stuff. So I've been biking a lot. Uh, I used to do that a lot when I was younger, but also I just kind of feel like 
even though it's the last thing you sometimes want to do when you're just feeling a bit lethargic, you're feeling a bit low, you just don't want to go, the last thing you want to do is go out. It always, always is a problem solver for me. Like it solves my anxiety. It's, it solves my, you know, anger. Sometimes I feel better. Like it is one of those things that you don't want to do, but when you do, you're so glad that you did. So just do something small, even if it's not biking, even if it's just walking up and down the stairs, just give it a go. I've also been trying a little bit of cooking because I think that's an amazing way to stay creative. And, you know, as with the art, maybe try something you've never done before. And I know we're a little short on flour at the moment. Maybe try something simple, snacky things that you know you've never tried before. Bruschetta, great way. They charge a fortune in restaurants for bruschetta, but I've been told it's not hard to make. So maybe try something like that. I personally have been uh, making my Thai green curry for my family. They have been loving that. And also writing quizzes for friends. Now, this is also another way to stay creative because, you know, if you're like me, get put in charge of the arts and culture section of the quiz. Uh, It can be really, really fun to sort of go back on your knowledge of, you know, artists, cultural events, history, you know, timelines, things like that. Don't make them too hard, uh, obviously, but also just an amazing way to stay connected to friends. And if you're like me and you're very competitive as well, just really a good way to kind of uh, get the adrenaline going too. Simple things, guys, really simple things but um, they've made a huge difference to me so hopefully they will to you now that is all we've got time for this afternoon thank you so much for listening to Art Then and Now with me Anna Gammons to contact me or the show go to Anna Gammons Art on Instagram I of course want to take this time again to remind everyone to stay home to stay safe protect our NHS and all of the essential workers who are keeping us safe right now I'll be doing the clap this evening for them at 8pm as I hope all of you will too and I will see you next week at 3.30 on Resonance 104.4 FM